ho, ho. Welcome, listeners, <laughs> to the advent of whiskey. This is Whiskey Web and Whatnot with myself, Robert William Wagner, and my co-host, as always, Charles William Carpenter III. I prefer today to be called the Elf Chuck. <laughs> okay, Chuck. <laughs> I don't know. I was just trying to play into your Santa. Yeah, I don't know. It was caught off guard. You know, we don't practice these things. so Yeah, especially when we're doing this many episodes. Anyways, um, let's do some whiskey. We've got numbers nine and ten today. Nine is another Japanese, so it could either be very scotchy or not, which we learned yeah, from the last that's Japanese what we learned. one. Uh, this is from the Kurayoshi, Kurayoshi Distillery. It is 40% alcohol, so more on par with what we're used to, 80%, 80 proof. It is a Japanese blended. I'm going to guess then it is probably... It's scotchy. Yeah, it's scotchy. Okay. Scotch, scotch. I can tell from smelling it. Hmm. Okay, this is funny. And maybe this is just me because I've been in and out of cold weather recently and messing with my sinuses. But I smell a little bit of like, you know, you open like a jar of normal like green olives with pimentos in it and like the the olive juice, you would say. It, it kind of smells like that to me. A little like vinegary olivey. I'm not getting that. Mm, okay. I made it up. It's fine. I mean, it's all subjective. No. But uh, to me, I'm getting... Something herby, and I can't mm. put my finger on it yet. It's almost like, like a little bit of like some basil somehow. It doesn't, mm. I don't know why, but it's feel like the slightest amount of basil on there. Like a margarita pizza. Yeah, but like it's not going to taste like that at all. But like uh, just the nose has a little of that. I get a little brown sugar on the nose too, actually. Now I think there's a problem with my sinuses. It's all the brown sugar you've been stuffing up there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. This doesn't taste very scotchy, actually. No. Okay. Um, I actually get a little bit of like a tea-like flavor, a little like sugary black tea to me. To me, this is similar to the togauchi that we had that mm. was like, like sake kind of. Yeah. Where it's yeah. kind of watery, like, doesn't feel like liquor. Like, if I had an, I, if this was cold, I could definitely get a little bit of that. Like, where you get some of the kind of the sweet, cloudy, nigiri, yeah. nigori, sake. But in the finish, I'm getting a little, like, hmm, maybe a little evergreen. Some deciduous trees. Maybe granola or something, actually. Yeah. Oh, I get some granola. Yeah. yeah. A little like as it's going down, it has a little bit of that like OD kind of like granola. Yeah. That's what mm-hmm. I'm thinking. Yeah. Okay. What are we rating it? Going to give it a five. Have I liked That's any fair. other Japanese whiskey more? I don't know. Yeah. I, I feel like this, this doesn't have a full identity to me. It's a little different and it's way more palatable, light, fairly smooth. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to say five. Yeah. I think the thing with these really light Japanese whiskeys is if you really want to get really drunk easily, have no burn, like not a ton of flavor to talk about, go with these. Like there's a few <laughs> that are, are very like, oh, hmm. yeah, yeah, that's it's like I had said before, it's like hint water, which is like you drink the water and you're like water, water. Oh, yeah, there's some blackberry. Yeah, there it is. Mm, like yeah. it's <laughs> yeah, that's what this is like. It's like a water, water. Oh, wait, this is a whiskey. 
Oh, granola. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think if you, I think your palate is for light whiskeys. I think that this will probably be pretty mm-hmm. good for you. Yeah, if you're not a whiskey drinker, perhaps like I don't know who likes drinking straight vodka, but if you were like a, you know, lighter vodka Russians, cocktail, I think, right? According to TV, Russians. Well, yeah, but there's like no good flavor to it. It's just like supposed to be basically tasteless. So yeah. if you're into like, you know, stuff without a lot of punch, this is for you. Yeah. If LaCroix is your thing, your jam. And I do kind of like that, but I know what yeah. I'm getting into. I like the pamplemousse. Yeah. Because, you know, all the French words. <laughs> okay. Anyway, let's move on. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I rate it officially, but I agree with your five. Five it is. Five it shall be throughout the entire kingdom. Uh, the next one is a Breckenridge, which I've actually never tried any of their stuff. So this will be interesting. Um, high rye bourbon from the world's highest distillery. How, how clever you are. No age statement, but it is a bourbon. So we know it's at least like high corn. Uh, 43%. It's bourbon name doesn't have to be four years at least. Not, not whiskey, but bourbon. Or is, yeah, is that not they don't thing? have to say it. Like it does technically like if they go test it or whatever else it'd be a, yeah so it has to be at least uh four years but they don't they may not want to publish that you know so this is like marketing versus versus the legal side of it they're, they're not required yeah. by law to put an age statement so okay they just fair. are required by law to yeah. actually age it for that long right yeah okay breckenridge ready for a little to hit the slopes hmm Ooh. This has got kind of a little mouthwash smell to me, like a little bit of the like the minty. It's got a lot of licorice smell. on the nose to me. Huh. Yeah. Might have but influenced me there. But. Contradictory. My first sniff before you had mentioned the mouthwash smelled very. Um, I guess it was still kind of minty, but it was like a, a jam almost like a mm. blackberry jam with like some mint, like a. Or like a blackberry mojito, maybe. Hmm. With mint. That could be a good cocktail. Interesting. Have you ever had mint jelly? No. I don't know how it's I feel a, about that. It's a weird thing, but it's normally served with like you lamb mean chops. toothpaste? No, just mint jelly. Like there's a no, jelly. I know. <laughs> I know. Uh, that's minty. A, that's like And then they want you to put it on lamb meat. And I'm not sure why that was ever a thing, but it is a traditional I don't know. accoutrement. I guess before they had barbecue sauce or... Things that were good on meat. <laughs> yeah. It's a European thing. So, yeah, I've never been into like the, uh, like putting yogurt on stuff or mint on Ooh. stuff. I don't know. Yeah. Like, no, there's, there's definitely some good, like, herby stuff. Yo- yeah. Yeah. That's delicious with yogurt. Yeah. yeah. I'm not saying it's not bad. It's just like there are things I'd rather have. <sighs> hmm. This smells well, so licorice I'm hoping it doesn't taste that licorice Yeah. It has the properties of licorice, which I don't know what those properties would be, but. Yeah, I don't know what gives licorice its flavor. Is it like a root or something? I think so. That sounds about right. So this is root flavored, mm. not like a root beer or a ginger beer, mm. both roots. And it, it does have a little bit of that. It does it has really a lot have of licorice for me. Yeah, I'm getting that, and you probably influenced me, but definitely kind of places that flavor, and then it's very mild. So low proof, not a lot on the finish, not a lot of outside of this licorice-like flavor, too. Can't say I love it. Nope. What are you you (laughs) thinking? It's not like, so you'll get some, like, really weak 
bourbons that have like high corn flavor and are not much going on. So I'll give it something that it doesn't taste in that way. Like it's just, they weren't even trying, you know, it's just corn, brown corn. Yeah. Three. I think three is about the best I can do. I think this could be interesting in a cocktail with a lower proof mixed maybe oh, yeah. with a couple of other um, liquors. And then this would just give it some diversity yeah. there in, in a flavor profile that you might not get easily in something else. I think it lends itself well to like, a, you know, all of the old style cocktails that would have like lots of gin based things or like things that are herby. Mm. Like it, it would go well in something like that. Yeah. So three, I'm going to go three. Yeah. I'm going to stick with two. I keep forgetting to do these in the app. A bit below average for me, but uh, not like, Ooh, this is gross. It just, uh, it's not for me. I think it is for someone, but it's not for me. If you don't like licorice, this isn't a way to go. I think for sure. Okay. So uh, in the last episode, we were talking quite a bit, continuing the state of JS and this was the browser edition last time. And I know mm-hmm. you mentioned you might want to discuss a few more items, not going down that rabbit hole too far, too far, but like a few things that we missed. Yeah. I mean, we can maybe do all of them. I don't know. We'll just touch on them really quickly. Custom elements are cool. It's an element that can be named whatever you want. It's yep. basically all it is. Used a lot for things like web components yep. or normal components, depending on your framework and the way you show components. Then Shadow Dom is another thing that I feel like is a big hype word. And it's, you know, there's Shadow Dom. And what's the other one that's not Shadow Dom, but like the <laughs> same thing? Virtual Dom. Oh, um, yeah. well, yeah. But I mean, that's very specific to being recreated in the context of the library you're using versus being within the context of the browser itself. Yeah, Shadow Dom is really cool because it's like, it's like an iframe in a way but can be really scoped down small and then is way less shitty too, right? You don't have this weird messaging API that you have to use to sort of communicate outside of its own context. Um, so it's like a sandbox. Do web components use Shadow DOM? I believe they do. Yeah, you can. Because I think yeah. that's the problem, um, if I recall correctly, is like it's hard to work with CSS because you can't scope because it is like an iframe. You can't scope down into it correctly and say like style this thing. So there's like things that make it hard. I guess the benefit is you don't pollute the global styles or, you know, whatever. It's very self-contained. Yes, exactly. So you can scope a lot of things, right? You can scope without like having to read like iframes or reaching out to other URLs essentially and loading that up into your frame. And this is like scoping things within the context of, of your application still, but like keeping them isolated. Gotcha. Yeah. We're going to skip the rest of these. Okay. There's a page visibility API. I don't know. Uh, broadcast channel API. I have no idea. Geolocation hmm. API sounds self-explanatory. I have like no idea where location. you are. Um, I'm just reading down the list. Uh, mm-hmm. File system access API. Sounds like you can access files. There you go. Yeah, et cetera. Like the rest of these are things I had never used um, once we got past custom elements and shadow DOM. So we'll skip those. So let's go to holiday things. So we've done a lot of whiskey and a lot of state of JS, but not a lot of holiday. Yeah, we would no. get a failing grade if we were on holiday baking championship right now. That's the thing, huh? Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, I can't advocate for the quality of my television watching, but I feel like it's better than that. 
you haven't watched uh, Holiday Wars or Holiday mm-hmm. Baking Championship or all of the, there's like three or four different ones. And there's like a gingerbread only one. They're so good. I recommend them. Mm-mm. The only uh, reality TV I've watched recently was uh, that show Alone, where they like drop you out in an exotic location mm. with 10 items. Uh, not or exotic. It's like Bear Grylls like, thing, but kind different. of stuff, right? Yeah, but different. Um, so you're out there with 10 items. You've got to figure out how you're going to get food. You got to figure out uh, your shelter situation. You're usually like in an area with some, like the, a lot of them have. Uh, they're put out in areas with bears, so grizzly bears, black bears, whatever else. How long are you out for? As long as you can survive, and that's what it is. You're like alone on your own, and so who wins? The like last is man it? standing, last person standing wins. Oh, so they drop a bunch of people off at different spots or something all over the place, so they never ever have a chance to like overlap. And it's the last person who survives, and they also can get pulled for medical reasons, though. Right. right. So if they're like checking on them periodically. They can come and say, okay, you have lost 40% of your body mass. You're having heart palpitations. Like we have to pull you. Yeah. I would like to lose 40% of my body mass. Let's yeah, sign me up for the show. Just go out there. <laughs> you should watch the show. Aside from that, like highly desirable hey. benefit, there's a lot of other yeah. aspects of it that seem pretty terrible. Yeah. And you got to know a lot of things oh, yeah. around building a shelter and creating tools and foraging. You know, I'm an Eagle Scout, right? Right. Yeah. So you can bow hunt and forage and identify mm-hmm. poisonous things and set up yep. like lines for fishing and all that. Well, I, you know, no one would guess by looking at you, but I'm impressed. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I, could, <laughs> yeah. I could survive. I would okay. not be liking it. So the thing for me would have to be, what is my benefit? Like if I'm the last person standing, do I get a million dollars? 500,000. Oh, that's so low. Come on. Just the ads for like one episode of the show paid for that. Come on. Right. Well, of course, like product. I mean, I think there's a lot of production costs and other aspects of it. But uh, yeah. And also, if you look at like these are people who are already kind of trying to live a little off the grid or, you know, they're studying or involved in in certain very like nuanced uh, sciences around survival yeah. and they live in like a tiny house with like a composting toilet so they're used to it <laughs> yeah yeah and then it yeah. comes you know turns out though they go out there and they get a real culture shock anyway or lack of you know you got and you've got to deal with the loneliness and some other stuff it's just like oh i'm trying to eat i'm trying not to freeze usually it has extreme temperatures like yeah. they'll put them in there late summer and then or maybe just in the fall early fall and then like 60 days in they've hit winter it's like negative oh, 20 right yeah 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 i didn't think about like they probably don't let you bring coats or like no they do equipped they, for you, you, oh, okay. well you get to bring 10 items total so mm. it's like can be can one be my starlink to set up and just use wi-fi <laughs> yeah right and then just go so that you can Google. I don't know how you're going to charge. I guess you'll chat GPT. I'm going to go. Yeah. yeah. So solar panel. How do I, how do I and win alone? Starlink and computer. Three items done. Chat GPT is going to do the whole thing for me. Well, so that's on Netflix. That has been a reality show that I watch. Yeah. Not holiday related at all, though. Uh, no. Guardians of the Galaxy apparently has a holiday special. It's supposed to be good. Mm. My son and I have talked about watching so, that. You should watch Holiday Wars, though. Just one episode. I one. I don't know which one would be a good one to recommend, but it's like they spend eight hours and they build these like huge cakes. And they're like, 
really realistic, like, I mean, they're like cartoony, but they're like super detailed. Some of them have motion sometimes. It's, it's fun. I recommend. Okay. Maybe I'll give it one just, just to have a discussion point on the show in the next yeah. one. But in general, I'm not trying to do that. I have, so the new season of Titans came out. I've been watching that. Yeah, well, each week because they do that crap. Probably the only other thing and the World Cup. I don't know if you've heard of this, but uh, every four years, a lot of people like to run around on fields and kick a ball from various countries and hope you're talking of scoring about the goal. college football playoffs. Is that what you're talking no, about? No, 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 different, different <laughs> football ones where you use your feet to hit the ball. Oh, um, that sounds like you should not, call that not, handball, I think. No, yeah, um, egg shaped ball is what you're thinking. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, no, not that one. Yeah. So I, uh, I think. USA is out just from yep. I bet on USA to make it through and I didn't win any money. So I'm assuming that they are. Out. <laughs> you are an expert at this sport. I can tell, you know, a lot about it. Um, yeah. So we lost in the first knockout round uh, against the Netherlands. I think the stat was like they baited me in. They were like, can the USA make it through for the first time in 20 years or something like that? And I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe let's, let's do it. Nip. No. <laughs> yeah. The last time we did was, was uh, South Korea, 2002. Um, I think mm. we made it one more round. Yeah. We would have made it to like the, eight. So we've always been pretty not great. Yeah. It's interesting. Um, such an athletic country, right? And we're so good at so many sports. Just not this one. It's not an athlete sport though. I would say like, in the terms of like, if you think of someone that lifts all day, they're not going to yeah. be a good soccer player. It's like a lean, like it's an athlete sport in terms of cardio and like mm-hmm. thinking and like it's a different strategy and like it's not the same as like, I'm going to play American football and just like beat you to death because I'm huge and muscly. You know, it's not the same kind of thing. Yeah. Although I'll have to send you uh, offline. I'll have to send you a couple of pictures of a couple of footballers and you might be surprised. That are super jacked and pretty decent. Interesting. Yeah. But in general, I see what you mean. I mean, it started to sort of blend in altogether. People are getting stronger in order to like jump higher, kick farther, that kind of stuff. So starting to use muscle and strength in those ways. But it's diminishing returns because you have to do a lot of running back and forth. Yeah. So the more muscle you're putting on, the more winded you're going to get as you're running back and forth. Because you're like, carrying that weight, which is yeah. depends on the position you're in, right? So right. Cristiano Ronaldo, one of like the greatest players of all time, he's got like a like Michael Jordan like uh, jumping and hang time ability, and he's put a lot of strength training into his regimen over last X number of years, and so he plays a striker position where he's often not tracking back, not doing a ton of running. He will at times just sort of jump in on the team, but his his position in that is like saving it for these like crazy headers where he's like jumping over people essentially. Yeah. I imagine there's a need for both. Indeed. So yeah, the World Cup. We're not in it anymore. So you gotta pick your next favorite team. Go. I don't know. I mean, is Brazil still in? Yep. I'll choose them just because there's a Brazilian guy on the team I'm working for and uh he was just talking about like, yeah, the whole country just shuts down. Everyone's off work, like to watch the match and stuff. Right. So. Yeah. They've got a very solid team and a good chance of potentially winning it. Plus they dance a lot. I mean, what's not mm. to like? Yeah. 
I mean, he's a nice guy and they seem fun as a culture. So we'll go with them. Um, but anyway, let's talk about more actual holiday stuff. So <laughs> since you don't watch any holiday shows, do you, uh, mm-hmm. as a family, do you do holiday movies at all or? Um, so my wife's maiden name is Griswold. So those, uh, that tends to get some airplay on a regular basis. Uh, yeah, we'll watch holiday movies. Like the kids really like the Grinch. There's like three different versions of it now. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, they actually tend to gravitate to the, uh, Jim Carrey one. So they like the live action versus the newest one. Yeah. Yeah. I'm OG. I mean, I remember it being on, uh, on TV, the, the actual cartoon every year. Yeah. I like the cartoon because it's short and it's, mm-hmm. it's basically like the book, but like in a cartoon. So it's like 30 minutes. I don't know. The the Jim Carrey one's good too, but it's just, it's a lot longer. It's just a different feel. It doesn't yeah. feel as classic. Maybe it's just nostalgia for me, but it's, it doesn't feel the same. We watch Frosty the Snowman. We oh, will, nice. yeah, we'll watch all those like old stop animation ones too. Usually, I think Rudolph. mostly, yeah, Rudolph is the one. I always forget the name of the studio that did all those things, but I know that they were the inspiration for the movie Elf. Like, they oh, really? took costumes and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. There's a whole, I think there's a documentary oh. about it. Yeah. So that's a that ties it back into the theme of this podcast. I don't know if you've seen it yet. Have you seen Spirited? No, I do. You'll uh, have to watch it before we finish this series of Advent ones and we can talk about it. But Okay. Um. Yeah, I won't. I won't say anything about it until you've watched it. But it's. Good. I'm hearing very good things. So. It's very good. It has Ryan Reynolds, and that's all you need. Yeah, he's pretty funny. I just thought it was like, man, it looks so campy, and maybe he's just trying to collect a little more Wrexham money. I don't know, but uh, I didn't really ha- know what to expect. It's different than I thought it was going to be, but I think it's different in a good way, in many different good ways. Like it's, it's not what you would expect. There are some things like you're thinking, but it's not. Not the whole thing. Okay. Fair It'll enough. surprise you. Spirited. Yeah. Better than Spirit the Horse. Uh, I don't know Spirit the Horse. Yeah, it was a, some cartoon on Netflix. Hmm. Yeah, I'm probably not going to watch that. <laughs> <laughs> not yet. Wait until your son gets a little older. Well, we're going to have Disney Plus on repeat. I know that. For sure. We have that. Yeah. That makes sense. Tracks. Yeah. I mean, I... Don't remember a ton from when I was a kid, but I know that I watched my fair share of Disney movies back when they were on VHS and Laserdisc. So I don't think that anything is going to have changed except for you don't have to put in a thing to watch it anymore. You just press a button. You don't have to flip the disc. Yeah. Yeah. We had Jungle Book on Laserdisc and that was my favorite. Oh, wow. And I I had to watch. I wanted to watch it all the time and I would go to like the basement door because it was in the basement and like. Be like Baloo, Baloo. Like I mm. want to watch the <laughs> watch him. A Baloo is a bear. Wuzzle yeah. means to mix. Mm. There was this uh, like in grade school. There used to be this like aptitude test that they would give you once a year, and I can just remember that some of the uh, a younger is a young man. These words they would repeat to you, and then later on they would ask you the questions about them and see if you memorized. Remember them, it? them. Oh, yeah. I would do badly at that. Especially these days. I'm so ADHD now that the internet exists. Mm-hmm. But right. I used to be able to remember stuff. Yeah. Not necessary anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I guess still in holiday vein, do you guys make any specific cookies? Have any traditions you do? Or 
fun holiday things? Uh, I mean, we, we do a number of holiday things. Um, the day after Thanksgiving, we always put up all of our holiday decorations. We have been going up to Flagstaff uh, the last couple of years to do this thing called the North Pole Experience. So we'll Ooh. go up and, uh, and you go to this hotel and you get boarded on a coach and the sides are like all wrapped and kind of blacked out. So they have lights and they have TV things there and they have a quote unquote elf, which is like on your uh, trolley to take you to the North Pole. So they have this oh. whole thing where it like seems like you're going through a portal and you get to the North Pole and you go through and you get to do like help Santa make toys and see his original workshop. And mm. uh, Mrs. Claus will make some snacks for you on a break. And then you go to the elf university and then eventually you see Santa in the end and you get to like do the normal sit on his lap, ask him for a thing. You get a teddy bear, go back to the portal. So it's like polar express in real life almost. Mm -hmm. Although here we have the train from Williams to the grand Canyon. And during the Christmas season, they turn it into the polar express. Ooh. So you get the actual polar express experience too, but we've been doing this other thing with the North pole. Hmm. Yeah, we'll have to look into. I think there's a bunch of different places to do Polar Express. Yeah, and I think that sounds really fun. I mean, I don't, I don't know if Finn will like it or not, but it sounds fun for me to be on a train <laughs> and like do all that stuff. So yeah, I don't know. We did get the uh, Polar Express book, which mm -hmm. because Finn is still so young and yells at everything, he uh, we've not made it through the whole thing yet. We've read some of it. Yeah, Caitlin does a lot of uh, gingerbread house making. Oh, yes, we do do uh, that. We do a like, I feel like we do a house on like every damn holiday now. You get like a gingerbread Easter house and oh, yeah, they've been trying to push Halloween that. house. We, we did don't, a Halloween we don't fall one for that. I did yeah. see it. Uh, I don't know if you've been to Target recently, but they have a build a gingerbread Target like mm. kit. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's but funny. uh yeah, last I'm trying to think what what year was what. I don't remember if it was I think last year Caitlin made a uh like a city, like a few buildings, um like a downtown and then they had like uh jolly ranchers that were melted for the windows and like it was all Ooh. elaborate and then I think the year before she did like a big cathedral and it had big like stained glass windows and we had like a tea light inside so it was like lit up and stuff and uh, she goes all out. It takes like several days of work. This is kind of like where you guys did a bunch of Legos through COVID too. Oh, we do that too. Yeah. Special lockdowns. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, so they, I didn't realize when they had started, I think it was many years ago actually, but they make a new Christmas Lego every year now. And it's mm. like, I think this year is like a, a little cityscape where it's like a few things for like a, a city or whatever, but they had, Either last year or the year before, they did like a gingerbread house in Legos, and we did that one. So that's going to be our new tradition is like every year we're going to get the one they put out. And it's like instead of like doing a puzzle as a family or whatever, you do like the Legos. So mm. that's our new thing. Nice. Very nice. Yeah. All right. Well, we're about at time, so we'll end it here. We'll think of more things to talk about next time and see you then. Thanks for listening to Whiskey Web and Whatnot. This podcast is brought to you by ShipShape and produced by Podcast Royale. If you like this episode, consider sharing it with a friend or two and leave us a rating, maybe a review, as long as it's good. You can subscribe to future episodes on 
Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. For more info about ShipShape and this show, check out our website at shipshape.io. Thank you.